Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadou. And tonight I'm here with... Eno Safo. And coming up over the next 90 minutes, all set for the Kumewu by-election, where an independent candidate is tipped to cause an upset. We'll be live in the township for an update ahead of the election. Also coming up. From the very first time, the first time they disconnected us, we lost a baby, and the second time, we lost another. We currently have three at the NICU, and the babies are in critical condition. NEDSCO's disconnection of defaulting customers appears to have caused the loss of two lives. That's the claim by the St. Anne's Hospital in the Savannah region. And later on Eyewitness News... Indeed, our return to the IMF, cap in hand, has made our Ghana Beyond Aid policy the butt of jokes amongst many commentators in the world. It will take a resolute and committed political will to determine our own economic destiny. It will further require the ability to determine our own economic policies, make decisions. Former President John Dramani Mahama on the Akufado government's U-turn to the IMF. Still in 97.3 CTFM for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News. And in business... Financial analyst attributes increase in mobile money transactions to reduction in electronic levy charge from 1.5 to 1%. That's in 50 minutes from Netili Neti of the City Business Desk. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations across the globe. We are on citynewsroom.com. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. Uh, we are interactive. Join us on WhatsApp 549 996 You can also send tweets using the hashtag City Newsroom. Tweet at Umaru Sanda or at City973. And the world here, what do you think? We are live across Ghana on a number of affiliates, including Adrian Power 100.7 FM in Takwa, Beach 105.5 FM in Takradi. In the Bono region, we are on Greener 95.9 FM in Sunyani. In Ashanti on Ajinpa, 99.9 FM in Nkawye. In the Volta region on Heritage, 107.3 FM in Hohe. Freedom, 88.1 FM in Suga Copper. In the Northern region on Radio Gaki, 88.3 FM in Saboba. In the Upper East region on Quality, 88.7 FM in Garu. In the Northeast region on Nobia FM, 98.1 in Nale Rugu. This is Eyewitness News broadcasting from Adabraka in Accra. My name is Umaru Sandamadu here with Eno Safo. And we are bringing you eyewitness news. Let's settle for details of our stories now. The sudden death of the Member of Parliament for Kumewu, Philip Baswa, has necessitated a by-election in that constituency in the Ashanti region. Over the weekend, the two main parties in the country converged on the constituency with uh, rallies to conclude their campaigns that they've been carrying out for weeks now, asking for constituents there to choose their member as the MP for the area. 
the MPP was there to rally support for its candidate. So was the NDC there also to rally support for its candidate. Evans Nemaku is Director of Elections for the New Patriotic Party. Mr. Nemaku, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you for having me. Tomorrow is a big election, or is it not even big? How, why are you so bothered about a small by-election in your backyard? Thank you very much. Uh, my, what I would say is that for, for us as New Patriotic Party, uh, yes, there is a by-election as a result of what you said, the demise of our brother, Onambo Basua. Definitely, the constituency will need a member of parliament to replace him. And and for us, Kumau is 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 our stronghold. It's it's a constituency that has always voted the new Patriotic Party. There's nothing new. For us, what is remarkable is that uh, last Saturday we 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 made with the family to pay the last respect to our brother, and we hope that he's received by the Almighty. What we are looking for again is that the Kumau people will re replace him with another. MPP person to help the government uh, initiate le legislation that will develop Ghana. But for, for our colleagues, they know. I mean, if you look at the results, there's nothing to show. It is impossible that the NDC will ever anticipate that they are in here to, to win the seat. And so we are only here to make sure that by the close of date tomorrow, the new Patriotic Party candidate Ernest Yawenim will be declared winner and all other things will then follow. Okay, so for you, you believe it's a continuum. You're going to just continue with the seat because traditionally it's been yours. What is there to show? Uh, for, for listeners and people who live in Kumewu, why should they keep voting for you? Simply because it's a stronghold of the MPP? No, I mean, uh, yes, but the people have seen what the new patriotic party government has been doing for the country and the constituency. And that gives me the, the convincing position that they are again going to uh, vote for the party. And they know that since the new patriotic party assumed power uh, from the 2017, a lot of inroads have been made in the country and in the constituency as well. So definitely, they've also once seen the 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 nature and and the attitude of the NDC when they were in government in terms of development. So they've compared the two. And I'll not be surprised that they will retain the new Patriotic Party. And I've, I've said it. In nineteen ninety six they voted the new Patriotic Party. They have since. And if you check the results in twenty twenty, they are parliamentary candidates as well as the presidential candidate. I mean very small amount of votes. And so as I'm saying it's not that because Kumewu is an MPP stronghold, but it's because the people are convinced that this is our own and this is the party that will ensure our development. Mm. And so that's what is happening here. The past few weeks, you have been busy resurfacing the roads there, um, putting bitumen and asphalt on some of them. The residents say they worry that after tomorrow you're going to abandon them like you have abandoned them the last four years, only to resurface because of the by-election. If you really had done anything good for them, you wouldn't have been at the 11th hour frantically fixing their roads, would you? And again, 
they are not even sure that you're going to continue to do that work after tomorrow's election. What's your response to that? Well, I mean, this will definitely be the NDC's language. It was because not the NDC's it, it, language. It was the residents of Kumewu who spoke to a reporter in the Ashanti region who said uh, what I've just said to you. So, please, if you want to do more, more voice properly, let's get it done. But I've been here, and it's not only rules. The people have seen a lot, so it's not only about the rules. And if you're talking of rules, I mean, you realize that it's not only in the uh, Kumewu constituency that is seen rules being constructed and all over. So uh, I'll be surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that this is the NDC's language because I've seen them around. And if you approach me and I tell your, your reporter that I'm a, I'm a supporter of NDC and this is my position, there's nothing to, 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 to evaluate whether what I'm telling you is the truth. But or whether, whether or not you are NDC, if you live in that constituency and you notice all of a sudden uh, heavy equipment have arrived and they are fixing your road just because it's a by-election, you don't need to be blue or green to see that. It is an obvious fact, isn't it? Did you or did you well, not I, just I did you or did you not just recently send contractors to go and resurface the roads? If if you've had the before the MP passed, Honorable Baswa himself, Honorable Nana Efiye Ayu of Efidasia Sokori had even done press conference to inform their constituents that the road from Gabin to Kumau's enclave have been awarded. And I've heard the Minister of, of, of Rules telling the whole of Ghana that they've gotten PPA approval of the construction of the road. It just happened coincidentally that the MP passed. My brother, I don't want us to use this platform to be arguing the NDC's position. What is critical is that the people of Kumau are ready to vote for the MPP candidate NS Yawenim tomorrow. And that is key. And and, and and I'll be surprised that the the constituents in the in the Efibiasa, Sokore and Kumeu will be treated this way that because the honorable MP passed, we are quickly fixing rules. I don't think that is the case. And so I want us to move from that angle. You you know that definitely uh, family has been hurt because of the death of the MP. And we are so grieving, and I don't want us to be going into that anger. What is important is that the constituent is ready to vote for the MPP candidate. You have said that it is a constituency you are comfortable with if it comes to the NDC, both at the presidential and parliamentary level. The NDC did not do that well in the last general election. There's someone else, though, who did so well. He's called Kwekudria. He's an independent candidate who challenged your candidate the last time. Now, there are indications he may well win tomorrow's elections and that you as a party, when you notice that he is going to win the election, you nicodemously introduced another independent candidate bearing the same Kwekudria with an intent to divide the votes between the independent candidates to make your candidate go through. Have you heard this? Well, I mean, this could be a hypothesis that could be thrown into the system. But I beg to differ. Parliamentary elections could be won by three votes, by by two votes. And in the 2020 elections, Honorable Basra won with over 3,000 votes. The president won in as many as 
70 of the 75 polling stations. So what are you telling me? <laughs> it has nothing. If if the the other independent candidates feel that he did so well in in 2020 elections, but could still not beat Honorable Baswa, he thinks that in this by-election you'll be able to win. He should just go ahead and do his campaign. And we have been coming through all the communities in Kumeu, and you will not see them anywhere. And and so if at the end of tomorrow the EC announces the results and the uh, NX Jawenim emerges as a winner, and you keep on crying. I mean, this, then you've not done any good to yourself. So, my brother, what I'll say is that we've been here, uh, having paid the last respect to our brother. We are also looking at getting our people on the register to go out tomorrow and vote in their numbers. And you will see the outcome tomorrow. Did you have a hand in the emergence of a new independent candidate bearing the same name as the other independent candidate? The, the new Patriotic Party submitted Kenneth Jawenim after he won our primary that we conducted. And he was the one we submitted to the election commission. You do not see... We didn't, the... we didn't know that even NBC was not going to repeat their 2020 uh, candidate. They brought in a new person. The person who contested in 2020 as an independent candidate, decided to contest again. Another person has also come to contest. It is not for me, the party, to ask why is this person uh, putting himself out there in the contest. Our business is to make sure that our candidate will win the election. And that's why we are appealing to the good people of Kumeu to turn out tomorrow in their numbers and vote for the new Patriotic Party and the second Kwekwudia in the contest is not known to your party, is he? I've never cited him anywhere. So when we submitted our candidate to the EC, the only letter signed by the General Secretary telling the EC that our candidate we are sponsoring is NS Yawenim was what we submitted to the EC. All other things, I mean, around this somewhere, People know definitely they will lose. They come out with a lot of uh, hypotheses for people to, I mean, worry their heads off. Mm. And I'm not in the business of that. This Kwekudia who ran as independent in 2020, was he previously a member of your party? He has never been a member. But I saw last week that when the NDC uh, presidential candidate, Mr. Mahama, was in the constituency, they had a meeting and there are pictures going around. Except that maybe it's a, it's a, a picture that has been framed and not the reality. And so if he, he has been a member of the party, because I've shown he, he never participated in any of our primaries, he's not a cardinal member of the party, and he, he's a citizen of the constituency uh, and of Kumeu, and so he qualifies to contest as he did in 20. Mr. Director of Research, I'm receiving a contrary information that this Kwekudia gentleman was appointed district chief executive by President Akufado in the first term. He served as DC for Kumewu and he contested Philip Basua in the primaries of the party. Uh, he was disqualified and then he decided to go as an independent candidate. How do you not know that this gentleman was a member of your party if he has all these credits to his name? I'll be surprised about this data. I, I don't know your thoughts.
that he was appointed by Kufuado as DC of Kumo constituency? Yes. Who is telling you that? that? That's information I have just picked up. Please discard it. All right. I'll, I'll try and get you the details. If you could kindly indulge me and stay on the line for me. I want to go on the other line and speak to your colleague uh, on the NDC side, if you don't mind. I wouldn't mind. Thank you so much. So please be on the line for me. Uh, that's uh, Evans Nema, who is Director of Relations of the NPP. Let me speak to George Opariado. He's former DC and National Youth Organizer of the NDC. Uh, Pablo, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, Omaro. How are you doing? I'm well. How is the NDC looking in Kumewu? Are you just going to fight for the sake of fighting or you're very sure you'll win? Omaro, tomorrow there will be a surprise in Kumewu and I can bet my last penny on it. But after 5 p.m. when polls closes, there will be a new member of parliament for Kumewu, and it will not be from the NPP, but most likely from the National Democratic Congress. What makes you so confident? The constituents, their anger, the way they speak and talk about the NPP and how disappointed they are in this government and how they feel this government has failed them. And the, the manner in which the NPP is going about splashing money, right from the chief of staff, the vice president, meeting teachers, Money oh, oh, Pablo, you know, Pablo, you know. Pablo, hold on, hold I, on. I am not, I'm not speculating. I'm in a constituency. Yes, but, but... The chief of staff met teachers. Uh -huh. The vice president met... Hold on. No, let's take it one at a time. In all these meetings, hold, hold, monies were dished out. Just hold on. Meetings. Just hold on. So chief of staff met teachers. At what program? Yes. Teachers Day Awards or something? Oh, not, not teachers. They, they organized teachers to come and meet with the chief of staff. Where? Where did they have the meeting? In Kumewu. Which part right of... In Kumewu. Which part? In Kumewu. Kumewu proper. Kumewu is the town in, is, in the constituency. Is there a specific um, venue that they met at? Omaro, Omaro, you can find out. No, no, no. I cannot find out. You, no, you are the one making the claim. So Omaro, I just I stand, I you see, by you what see, I am saying. no problem. I am not challenging I you. I just no. Saying. You see, you, so, you see, you are. To verify, I am no. telling you that you met teachers. Pablo, Pablo. Pablo, please relax. Please relax. Please relax. We are not fighting. You've made a statement. You are a lawyer. I just want you to give all the evidence to support your claim and we can proceed. And I am telling you that no. he met it just here yes. in so, so where? Where exactly in Kumewu? There was a venue in Kumewu. I am, I am naturally not a resident of Kumewu. So you don't but know I the venue? I don't tell you where exactly they met. And the but money, and, and the money was given for what purpose? <laughs> for what purpose, Omar? Yeah, he's meeting. So you said she met teachers. How many yes. teachers are in Kumewu? Oh, you know, you know what they did? They met teachers from various schools. So they asked their Turkish supervisors to organize them to a meeting. And when they, when they were leaving, everybody was given 200 Ghana cities each. What was, it, what was a meeting for? To interact with them and tell them to support the NPP. But why teachers? How many teachers could there be in a district? You, are, you have been a district chief executive before. How many oh, teachers it, were in your it, district it, at the time it, you were? Teachers, teachers are critical when it comes to elections. You know why? Teachers Most of which of them, level? Are they senior high school teachers, junior high school from level? Senior high, from the teachers in every district. And they teach youngsters who are not even registered but, voters, no, right? No, no, no. It's not about voters. It's about the role they play as electoral officers. Oh, so you're... Okay, so you're, so you're dealing with them as, as, poll, as electoral officers? No, he didn't meet them as... He met them as teachers. There are so many ways of corrupting the system. No. There are so many ways of corrupting the system. Did the, did the, and I'm saying this Tomorrow, using your, your claim. Darren Wright. Tonight. No. If you see the cars, they are moving into the constituency. Do you have that any video, do you have any video deal. evidence of these teachers collecting money, meeting? Omar, I'm telling you that. 
some members from my party who are teachers attended the meeting. Did they take any photo or video evidence to prove Omaro, this? Omaro, 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 Omaro. Do, when you do, meet people... No, no, no. Do you have Omaro, it? Do you have Omaro. any evidence that... Do you Omaro, have, if, no, Omaro. Pablo, if you stood Omaro. in the court tomorrow... Omaro. No, if Omaro. you stood in the court tomorrow Omaro. and asked Omaro. to produce evidence, Omaro. can you produce any evidence? Of course, yes. There are witnesses, people who were there. Can you name, like, if, three witnesses? Omar, I'm telling you that my constituency secretary for Kumewu was in the meeting. And he, he, he's a teacher? Of course, yes. He teaches where? Omar, let me leave that information out. This is a no. very vindictive government. I'm telling you that... No, but your constituency secretary is a public person. I, if the I, government I needs him, they'll, be, they'll easily Omar, find him. Omar, I am telling you that they have met teachers and digital out money to them. Okay, I'm going to say that... I'm going to say that what you have just said, we cannot authenticate it, so I consider it, Omar, I consider I stand, it expunged. I stand by it. No problem. You can, you, can, you can stand by it, but I can't no, prove it here. It. So I'm just no, saying that... No problem. Have you seen videos of the NPP sharing rice and other things to constituent? I have... They are so desperate. No, I... have not seen the videos on social media. I haven't seen it. Uh, okay, when, when we are done, I'll send one to your phone. Okay. So that you can, you can, you, you, you can also see those videos for yourself. And these are MPP morning, people doing the distribution morning, of money and rice. This morning, I was with this morning. I was with one of their organizers on one of the red TV stations. He admitted that the guy said he caught it wrong. He decided to go out on his own to go and share the rice. And I'm like, my brother, don't tell us the story. Nobody on his own will go out unless there is an order coming from the structure. You cannot go on your own and say you are giving out rice to people when your party has not sanctioned it. So he cannot say that to me. Omar, you come and see the opulence in Kumewu. Yesterday, they passed people from all over Ashanti region. And everybody who was passed was given some form of stipend. And when you speak to them, they tell you that, as far as we're only going to look for some of the money they are selling. Come and see the opulence in Kumewu. Come and see how they are trading money, exploring money all over. I believe you have reporters on the ground. And they can authenticate some of these things I'm telling you. You know the kind of politics I do. I am not one who comes to speculate. If I don't have proof, I won't speak to it. And it's happening in Kumewu. Yesterday, you could count over 200 land crews. Over 200 land crews. That, that, that's actually understandable. Some of them could belong to former President John Mahama, who was also in town for the funeral of the Pre late Pre MP, President, isn't President it? Mama was not, President Mama did not attend the funeral. Oh, he was not he, there. He was in town on Friday. He paid a capsule call on the family of the late MP. So and then he left. And his delegation, everybody left. And President Mame's delegation does not come with more than six land cruisers. Yeah, so it is six, not even up to five. Six out of 200. Yeah. I'm just trying to do that. Yeah, I'm saying, no, but I'm telling the, you the president, the president was the in town. In, the president has been in Kumewu for two days. Yes, there's, there's, a, fun, there's a funeral, there was a rally. You both did your last rally yesterday, didn't mm. you? Well, the NBC did not have a rally. We had a community engagement. Oh, okay. Attended by about how many people? Oh, we, we did it in various communities. So we we segregated a constituency. They have five, they have 25 electoral areas, but we work in three zones. So we zoned it into three, and then met, so there were teams. The general secretary led one team, the national chairman led one team, the national organizer led one team, the candidates, and then the minority leader led one team, and then myself and the regional chairman also led one team. So we engaged them in their communities. We didn't do any big rally. All right. So beyond the opulence that you allege, what else would make it for you? What else do you think is going to be the reason that the people of Kumewu would vote? Because mind you, the vote last time you obtained as a party vote for presidential and parliamentary 
uh, was poultry, um, poultry rather. Um, how assured are you that this time around you're going to you're going to do better? Oh, from all indications, it looks like there's going to be a major change tomorrow. You see, it is how this government has treated the issue of development. And the people, for, for the first time, are telling us that almost every major developmental project they have in Kumeru can be credited to the NDC. And how projects were abandoned and all of a sudden, the NDC has found its feet and then it's going up and down, constructing roads overnight. Now the hospital that was abandoned with all the many talks about abandoned hospitals, all of a sudden the hospital has been commissioned yesterday. And it, the claim is at 85% complete, but it's in commission because there is a by-election. You know what happened yesterday? Young men in Kuwait who stood in front of the president, right in front of cameras, challenging that if not for this by-election, was he ever going to step foot in Kumeu? Yesterday, before the rally, the young men in Kumeu were chanting that we know why you are here. You are only here because of votes. If not for this by-election, you would have never come here. We also saw how you treated Honorable Batwa. We saw how you you, 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 you you treated him by throwing him out during the district assembly elections, election, during the election of the district PC, and, and many other things. And so I am surprised that all of a sudden the MPP think they can come into Kumeu and win the seat. And I heard you speak about the issue of the independent country. Kwekudia is from the NPP. Kwekudia asked the NPP to allow him to go unopposed, and then they said no. Kwekudia is no stranger to the NPP. So they know very well. And most of the people who are following Kwekudia and are still following him are leading members of the NPP in the Kumeu constituency. So Kwekudia is no stranger to NPP politics. And okay. I don't know how they manage because Kwekudia have never met President Mahama anywhere. But I've seen them circulating because they want to portray him as an NDC candidate. Kwekudia is not from the NDC. The NDC has only one candidate on the ticket and he's, on, he's number two on the ballot. And his name is Kwekudia Mankwa. Most people call him Tom C. And we believe that by the close of polls tomorrow, Kwesia Mankwa should be elected the next member of parliament for the Kumeu constituency. We are told this independent candidate is a very um, good one in terms of winning votes and that he did so well in 2020. The records show that. Uh, are you not worried for that he, he may end up being the winner tomorrow? In 2020, we presented a candidate who was not too strong and we got our candidate very late. The good news is that our candidate, Kwesia Mankwa, has been working for the last one year in the constituency. Because he had plans of contesting the constituency primaries. So he started some initiatives within the constituency, and we believe that it is one of the things he set out was the Kumeu homecoming for citizens of Kumeu. And that has resonated well with the young people. And he's also useful. He's been able to convince the young people to follow him. So most of the people who follow the independent candidates in the last election have abandoned ship and today are following Kwesia Mankwa. And that gives us a lot of hope. He's somebody, he comes from all the two major towns in the constituency. He's from Kumeu proper and he's from Bodomase. And so we believe that his influence in Kumeu will be near to him. The other flip side of it is that the MVP candidate is also from Bodomase. So we are very hopeful that the two of them will split the Bodomase vote. And then our candidate will use Kumeu to edge out the NPP for him to be able to annex the seats. Thank you so much. We wish you all the best tomorrow. Thank you, too. That's George Opariado, National Youth Organizer of the NDC. Let me return to Evans Nimaku, Director of Elections of the NPP. Um, Evans, th there's a claim that he has just made there that your party is in the constituency buying votes, literally. Uh, I've tried to ask him to... I uh, give some evidence. He said there's evidence on social media, video evidence of 
your members sharing rights. He's also made a claim that the chief of staff met with some teachers and a number of other issues. I believe maybe you would have heard this somewhere else before tonight. If you haven't, what's your response to it? Well, thank you. I'm happy that uh, the extent to which we interrogated him, he was not able to provide any evidence. You therefore decided to take the position that you do not support what he's saying. If you had given him a little more chance, he was going to tell you that we are even constructing overhead in Kumeuso when. I mean, if chief of staff is in town and needs opinion leader, would that amount to any illegality? I don't think so. To the extent that you push him, he could still not give you cogent evidence to support what he's talking about. For me, they are come at Bodomase as we speak. That is where the NGC come. Yesterday, they conducted their rally at Oyoko. He's telling you they did not do anything of that sort. But for us, we've consulted all the opinion leaders in Kumau. Our campaign teams are in all polling stations. We are in zone, and we are talking to serious people who appreciate where we are as a country and where the constituency is. I think what they've seen, they have confidence in their party that it is only the new patriotic party who will bring legislation that will transform Ghana's development. And that's what they are bound to do. So the NDC can continue with their uh, antics of propaganda. It will serve them no good. I've sent you a picture of Kwekudia and Mr. Mahama. Unless they will tell you that that picture does not represent a meeting between Mr. John Mahama and Mr. Kwekudia. And he's saying that he belongs to us. We will not impose candidates. And so when the vacancy occurred, the new Patriotic Party conducted primary. Seven people put out their name. Five went into the contest. NSD and him emerged as the winner. We submitted him to the EC. Tomorrow, God's willing, the constituency will vote massively for NSD and him. Okay. You will not be started by these uh, cunning ways of the NDC. We doesn't give any support. Okay. Mr. So, so, so over the past few minutes, while I was engaging Pablo, I had said to you earlier that uh, Kwekudia was a member of your party, a former DCE. Um, have you got any information to corroborate what I have said, or you still stand by the fact that he is never a member of your party? Because now you're even introducing a meeting with John Mahama. You, you, you said that he was appointed by Nana Adam Kwekudia as a DCE. Yes, I have just the been... The current DC, the current DC, has been DC in the previous. In fact, I have just been told it was a DC appointee under John Ejekumku for, and that is a member of your party. But you know what we'll do? Um, I think it is appropriate to just hear from the man himself, so that if I am wrong, I apologize, and if if you are wrong, then you also just apologize. So, I actually have him on the line. So, if you don't mind, I could speak to him. No, let me let me come in. Then he can come in. I, I don't mind, please. Okay, go ahead. In, in President Kufuor's tenor, Mister the PPP man, Doctor, what's his name? PPP presidential candidate. Doctor Papa Kusindo. Member. Cabinet Minister of the government. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no, that's fine. Me, I, I know how these things work. So I'm just saying that 
So you, you, you are sure that he's not a member of the party? I just wanted to ask him, so let's not debate this. If I'm wrong, I, I will happily apologize. I'm not excited anywhere. I said that he never contested any primaries of the new patriotic party. Okay. No, no, no problem. I agree with you. So kindly stay with me, if, if you don't mind. Uh, Mr. Kwekudia, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, sir. This is CTFM. My name is Umaru Sanda Amado. How is the election coming tomorrow? Are you winning? Absolutely. We are winning hands down. Okay. Before we get to that, I have a few things I just wanted to clarify with you before we proceed to how, how confident you are of victory tomorrow. Uh, what's, okay. your, what's your political track record in the Kumewu area? If you say political track record, meaning... What have you done? Political in affiliation? Yeah. Okay, so political what affiliation and things you've done in terms of political power in the past. Oh, I'm not... First of all, Thank you for having me on your program. I am a card-bearing member, or I have been a card-bearing member of NPP. And politics was not part of, like, my, my, my ambition, no. Since when, have you, farmer, since have, when have you been a card-bearing member of the party, NPP? Since uh, President Kufo's time. So what, 2001, 2007, which year? Yeah, there about. No, that's a long gap, between 2001, 2007. So which, do you remember which year, which, which period you got your card, party card? Oh, I can't remember. But I know Sir, uh, Sir John is the one who signed this report coming to me. Sir John was not Kufo's yeah, time. Yeah. Sir John was way later. So, yeah, um, so under Kufo was Nana Ohinin too, if, if, and then um, yeah. later on, Sir John came in later. Fine. Yes, if, if, you don't, if, if, if you don't remember, do you remember which of the party offices you picked your card from? From Kumewu. Kumewu. Do you remember yes. who your party secretary in the constituency was at the time or the chairman? Um, the party secretary? What was his name? I don't, I don't, but I, I still have my card though. You still have it. I don't remember who. No, I have it. I still have it. So, do you pay, think, when was the last time you paid party dues, NPP party dues? The thing is, my cousin works in the office, and I gave him my money, and he's paid in full. Okay? He's paid in full, like, the whole year I pay my dues. So, so, when was the last time you paid? Do you remember? Well, until when they said that, uh, you know, at a the point, they said, we shouldn't pay those because it was deducted from one of those, uh, I think, one of the phone companies. I don't really remember oh, okay. very well, but my card was with my brother, my cousin, and he always took care of all those bills. Have you ever been... That, but other bills that I have to pay in the... Okay. Have you ever been a DCE for the area? No. I've not. Any relative of yours ever been a DCE? No. Okay. Have you contested the MPP primaries before? No, never. 2020, you did not contest? No. Have you ever been disqualified from contesting the MPP primaries? No, never. I never picked up phones to contest in the first place. Did you? By, by and even 2020, when I came, I was not even following this thing too much. I usually come, I go to my farm, come home, and that's it. Why I knew there were three contestants, Ahunkalinzi, uh, Lawyer Bano, Lawyer Jose, and Dr. Bano. Actually, I saw their posters, but I didn't even know them in person. 
I was not somebody who was interested in politics. That's what I want to set the record straight. Just another but another point day, of uh, another point of clarification. Um, forgive me, we are trying to just clarify a number of things here. Are you the Kwekudria who is the last on the ballot paper, or you are the one who is the last but one on the ballot? I'm the last but one with the dove as a symbol. Okay. Are you the one who contested as an independent candidate in 2020? Yes. What drove you to contest that election in 2020? Yeah. Okay. That's where I was coming to. The day after the primaries in 2020. Which primaries? I was, uh, what do you call it? MPP primaries mm -hmm. in Kumau. Mm -hmm. The day after the primaries. You know, the youth of the town, about 35 of them, they came to me asking me to contest the incumbent as independent. Other than that, they were going to vote Skettenbass. And I told them, no, that's not the way to go. So, basically, they were hoping that one of the contestants, either Lindsay or Loyal Say or Dr. Bano, would have emerged as a winner. But because they split the votes, the incumbent was able to beat them. And that's how this youth came to me and asked me to contest the incumbent as independent. That's how it all started. And you agreed to do it? Yes, I did. So you went because, against you went against Philip Basua. Yes. At the time you were a member of the MPP. Yes, I, I was. Yes. When you went independent, did the party take any action against you? Well, I don't know. Officially, nobody sent me an official notification that you've been disqualified or that. So I cannot say if they took a, an action against me. But immediately after the 2020 election, you know, uh, they asked me to get involved with the party activities. I mean, an official asked me to get involved with the party activities. Okay. Now, did you... So currently, do you consider yourself a member of the MPP or a member of the NDC? Come again, please. Do you currently consider yourself an MPP member or an NDC member? No. I'm an independent candidate. Do you have any affiliation to any of the two parties? If I, right now I am independent. Okay. Um, so Evans, I don't have any affiliation with any of the parties Ev now. Evans Nimaku, who is director of the MPP, has just sent me a photograph. In which photograph I see you on the left and former president John Mahama. No, you are on the right and former president John Mahama on the left. Um, disregard that. It's a crap. Doctor. It never happened nowhere. So disregard that. Don't pay no credit. Don't give no credence to that. You have not had any there, meeting with... Um... There are two of them circulating. Somebody sent it to me. Uh, it's laughable. Look at the pictures very well. Have you met former President Mahama before? No. I mean, yes. In, in New York. New York? Where was that? Oh, I don't remember the year. But was he, he was the, then the president. I think... Yes. Okay. So so please be on the line for me in a minute. I just wanted to clarify something with Evans and then I'll come back to you. So if you don't mind, kindly stay on the line. Um, Mr. Nimaku, so one thing, I have to withdraw 
the earlier information I put out that he was a DC either under Kufado or under John Kufo. He has just said he has never been DC for that area. And so I apologize again to my listeners and to yourself and to everybody listening. But he has also said that he was a Cadbury member of the NPP and that he the photo you've sent me is a doctored one and that he has met former president once but that was in New York, not in Ghana. And it has nothing to do with this election. What do you say to these things so that I can dispatch you? Well, I mean, if, if he's telling us the picture is it should be disregarded, I, I don't I don't have anything against it. But what I'm saying is that, Omaru, for us as new patriotic parties, we are conducting very campaigns in the constituency. We've consulted opinion leaders, influencers, we touch base with faith-based organizations, with party people, and we campaign across polling stations. We are expecting that tomorrow our candidate will be given the nod. Is it po- the, the issue about his membership of your party or the but, NDC, which you have said? Um, yes, you- yes. So I said that I have seen picture of him and Mr. Mahaman to you, and he's saying it never happened. I said, let's discard it. Okay, no, about his membership of your party. Do you, do you, is that possible? Of our party, you are even able to give him account of our general secretary of the past. He tells you he takes his part in Kumau constituency. He's unable to tell you the constituency secretary from whom he picked the card. Payment of his party dues, he's not able to tell you. I, as a candidate, do not have any record in our. Database that Mr. Kokudia is a member of the new patriotic party, and I said that he never contested any primaries in our party. We never saw him, we've not seen him as part of us in all our processes in the Kumo constituency. Fair and enough. So, for those who have shown interest, anytime the party had open nomination, they have put in their, 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 their nomination, and I've not seen him from Mr. Kokudia, but I'm, I'm surprised that. The NDC. Sir, I don't have any problem with you. All I'm saying is that no, Evans. He's nobody's hearing him on air. So just, just, just submit. In fact, uh, Mr. Dua, you are off air. So kindly, um, let's let's oh, listen. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, please, M- Mr. Dua, kindly, kindly listen to Evans. You are not on air. Is Evans Nemaku who is on air? So Evans, kindly wrap up uh, so that I can go back to Mr. Dua. Yes. Yeah, so my brother, what I'm saying is that. We wish Mr. Kwekudia very well, but we know definitely the people of Kumeru are ready to vote for Ernest Yawenim, who is being sponsored by the new Patriotic Party. Okay. Thank the you. consultations you've done in the constituency give me hope that tomorrow the victory will be that of the new Patriotic Party. You've done clean campaign. We've observed all the rules. We've complied with the rules and regulations by the Electoral Commission and we'll win the elections come tomorrow. Thank you so much. Wish you all the best. That's Evans Nimak, who is Director of Elections of the NPP. Mr. Kwekudia, um, just to iron out a few things, people are sending me messages saying that you are the fake Kwekudia, and that, and again, you've just heard Evans there, the fact that you can't even remember who your party general secretary was at the time you picked your party card, that sounds a bit suspicious. You can't even name for me who your chairman for the constituency was or general secretary for the constituency was. And you can't even prove that you've paid dues. You said you paid through your brother. Um, 
Can we really trust you that you were once an MPP member? <laughs> I know you can trust me. And ask any, any, all those people from... I mean, who is saying this? Is it this same Numakun who came up with a doctored uh, picture of me and Mahama or what? Whatever it is, why don't they please leave me alone to contest as independent as I want to be? Now... I mean, where, where are we taking this to? I'm an independent candidate. Whether I was a party, I was a party member or not, leave that. That doesn't matter to me any longer. What matters now is the by-elections that we are going in. Uh, tomorrow, God willing, we are voting. Let the people decide whom they want to send to the parliament. And then from then, we'll see. We'll take it from there. Okay. Let's talk about the second Kwekudria in the picture. What do you make of his emergence, and do you know him? Not until um, last week. I've never met him. But that is the work of uh, Wuntuni. What do you mean? Yes, he was brought in by Wuntuni and the NPP party. Chairman Wuntuni, the Ashanti regional chairman of the NPP. Yes. Brought in yes. how? Because Wuntuni proclaims no one should give credence to an independent candidate. Now, on Wuntumi TV, they brought this guy for the first time and introduced him to the world. That is an independent, his name is Kwakulua, wearing the same, uh, I mean, not the same, but Kente, and even wearing the logo that I had been using in a, in a skeleton form. But you could see that these are two, ident uh, I mean, it's not identical, but almost the same um, there were two doves, yeah. one facing west, one facing yeah. east, I think. One was... Exactly, mm. yes. And the day that he was filing, the crew from Wuntumi TV followed him. The day that for, they came for the balloting, which unfortunately they didn't ballot for the uh, independent candidate, the reason of which I don't know. Uh, the same crew followed him. Okay, so media so, following a, 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 a candidate does that that does not show affiliation or proof so show that the the part oh. the media support or anyway. Um, just well, by, by in conclusion, so do you think do you think uh, me will host me at his Wuntumi TV? Have you made a request? Have, have you made a request? I, no, no, I don't even have the. Why should I make a request to be on that? Maybe show? maybe your twin brother did, and he got a chance. You didn't. Oh, okay, all right, take it like that. Do you do you, do you buy the assertion that he sponsored to topple you because you did well in the last election and that you are a that's threat exactly to the MPP? That's what is at stake. Yes, but you don't they, think they he's still bringing bring somebody to? I mean, look at all these things. Do you think they are all coincidence? How? Yes, he bears the name. How are you convincing your voters though that? Minamiya original Kwekudriano. How are you able to explain that? How, how, because you're all wearing kente, you're all looking nice in the photo. That's, that's why I've been able to tell my uh, followers that we are number three. And the dove is our symbol. Okay, I petition the EC chairperson in Accra and uh, they changed his dove to something else. So I'm on number three on the ballot sheet. Um, with a dove as my symbol. Wish you all the best and thank you for speaking to us, Farmer Kwekudia. Thank you for having me. That's one of the Kwekudrias in the 
Kumeuba elections of tomorrow, uh, there's an NDC candidate, there's an MPP candidate, and then there is the contest of the Kwekudias, two independent Kwekudias, both wearing kente on the ballot paper. Uh, both were using uh, doves, and uh, one is a fleshy dove, and then one is a skeletal or a skeletal dove. And I understand that upon a petition to the EC, uh, the, the newest Kwekudia who had a skeletal Tao Dav has been made to change his symbol to someone mentioned a hoe. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF. And whatever comes out of that election tomorrow, we'll be telling you who the Electoral Commission declares victor. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. You welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Let's go to the St. Anne's Hospital in the Savannah region now. We're told that Two persons have died as a result of the disconnection of power to the facility. Dr. Biadese Ahmed is the head of communications and clinical coordination at the St. Anne's Hospital in Damongo. Doc, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you so much, Omara. What happened? Okay, so um, our hospital has been disconnected. When was the disconnection done? So it was done on two different occasions. The first time they disconnected us was two weeks ago or, or a week ago, I would say. And then uh, last week. Last week it was disconnected. And the yes. consequence is that what? You said you lost two lives. Yes, please. We lost two babies. Give me the connection to, to the death. Okay. So the first time they disconnected us, before they came and disconnected us, I think about 24 hours before the disconnection, we had uh, uh, three, no, we have two premature babies in incubator. And you know, these babies uh, are physiology, per their makeup, they are unable to control their temperatures. So one of them, I, 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 together with the, the, the other problem the child had was also having severe anemia. So, so we, couldn't, we couldn't control the temperature and the, the, the uh, blood to transfuse the child to, was, we, we were unable to secure that because the blood bank was cut off. So that was the first time. And the second occasion... So, so, that, that, led, was, so that led to the death of that child? Invariably, that led to the death of that child. If we had power, and for that matter, to be able to to to, to power our incubator and uh, warmest, the the baby will not have run into such severe condition. You see. Okay, and the so second was, and the second child. So the second child was a. Uh, there were three uh, babies, all of them uh, with. Um, Severe birth asphyxia, we call it. They were born and uh, they were delivered out of uh, difficult uh, delivery. So these babies needed a lot of care. One of them, again, had to be transfused. This time around, the, 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 the blood bank was cut off again. So as we were deliberating on how to get blood to transfuse this child, the child passed away. So we had to refer the rest of the, the babies to. Hospital. 
So again, you believe that the reason they died, uh, he, he, this baby also died, was because of the power outage. Now, the bottom line to the power outage is that you have been collecting money from patients who come to you for services. Okay. You were supposed to also service Netco, which supplies you with power. And okay. yet, according to Netco, you are indebted to the tune of 4 million cities. So the disconnection is justified. In fact, there's been a national exercise carried down by the ECG down south and Netco up north. So you actually are the cause of the death, don't you think? Well, it's not as simple as you put it, Mr. Omar. First of all, let me make a, a, a clarification here. So St. Anne's Hospital as a child facility, just like every other child facility, does not directly pay electricity bills to NETCO, and they know it. So bills are paid through the Ministry of Health and Finance. They know that, they know. So when they came up to us, asking us to, 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 to make a deposit or to pay the huge sum of over 4 million uh, Ghana cities to settle our debt, we told them that we referred them that Per the policies of the, the Ministry of Health, we are not the ones to pay light bills. It's the responsibility of the ministry through the Ministry of Finance. Indeed, they showed us a document, and that document showed that the last time we paid light bills was 2012. So now, as to why payment of light bills stalled from 2012, I'm unable to speak uh, to that. Okay. But what we are aware is that we are not the ones to directly pay electricity bills okay. to Netco. Let me yes. ask. Let me ask Netco if you can indulge me and stay on the line. Let me speak to Maxwell Kutuka. Is the communications manager of the Northern Electricity Distribution Company Netco. Max, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. I was on your side um, that you had simply come to do your work, which you've been doing across the nation about people who are indebted, uh, being disconnected. But it turns out you have gone to disconnect or you have gone to punish the wrong person and as a result, two lives have been lost. What do you say to that? Thank you very much. Good evening to, good evening to the, um, my colleague on the other end. And um, thank you for, for being on our side until you got justice. Uh, but I know that at this point you are on the other side. Uh, but on a more serious note, yes, uh, we went to disconnect the hospital because we supply power to Queen's Hospital. Um, I, I, forgive me, Doc, I didn't get your name, so forgive me. But, um, Doc, I overheard say that we, we know that we don't, they don't pay the uh, bills. With the greatest respect, I beg to differ. You see, the... I have an impression that uh, as a child or organization, they don't have to pay. And that is a very erroneous impression for the reasons of which I'm not too sure. There are other types of institutions we deal with. Some of them in the Bono region, others in the Bono East, everywhere. And they pay. They pay when they have difficulties. They appreciate that we are the source of the power that they, they use, they need, the power that is so critical to the success or lack thereof of the operation. And so when there are challenges, they engage us, they, they let us discuss the issue. 
Um, the social so is supposed to pay for us. They haven't come. Can you please do this or that? That is what we expect. Okay, so... so I so, you so, that the whole 4 million, it is 4.8 million. Oh, that makes so it worse. Before we came out, you will testify that we made a very public announcement of it, that we were coming, and we urge, I recall speaking to you, and other networks, that way, if you have a difficulty, let's talk. Make sure that you take advantage of the notice before we get there. Mr. Kotoka, so are you saying that between 2012 till now, according to this um, hospital, they have not been paying bills. They expected the Ministry of Health to do that. Do you not have any arrangement where the ministry pays for facilities like the Chag institution that we are dealing with now? Well, I just told you that the other side institutions pay. So I'm saying so that. So I'm saying that. So, so what I'm saying is that. What I'm saying is that you are saying that the Ministry of Health has never paid for this particular hospital, has it? Well, I'm not able to say never. What I am saying to you is that other child institutions pay. All cha all other child institutions. Or, is it all of them? Is it is it all of them or some of them? Nearly all of them, off the top of my head, I can't tell whether I'm the only defaulting one. Is there, we cover. in your records, is there any health institution that gets its bills paid by the Ministry of Health? My brother, can you please do me a favor? Yes. If you ask me a question, I believe you want an answer. That's why you asked the question. Yes. So respectfully, you give me space and time to answer the question. Well, I have given you space. I just want, I just want to know something. You want me to tell you that hospital A, hospital B. No, no, don't mention, don't, don't mention, don't, no, don't mention names. I'm just saying that Saint Anne's claims that it is the Ministry of Health that pays their bills. You have said that other child institutions pay their own bills. And I'm asking if there's any child institution that gets its bills paid by the Ministry of Health. Then we can say at least there's one or two or seven. So it's possible that St. Anne's falls under, under that category. But if there's not, not a single one, then St. Anne's could be telling a lie. That's what I'm saying. Well, I am um, not pleased with those details now as to who else pays uh, health services for ministry pays for. What I do know is that other church institutions pay their bills. Moving forward now, uh, they said they've lost two lives. Um, are you going to continue to disconnect them or because they have appealed to hire a higher authority, which is the Ministry of Health, you are going to reconnect them while you work behind the, the scenes to, to solve this problem to ensure we don't lose more lives? Well, um, I'm sure they will testify that when we even came to disconnect, the disconnection was not our first line of action. It wasn't the first option for us. We wanted to engage and to get a very credible plan as to what they can do or what will be done about the continued debtedness. And that didn't yield results. If there is a discussion around the table, that addresses this critical concern of ours. Why not? Well, I must also put on record that the regional minister, as part of the engagement, made a certain pledge of at least mobilizing some 30,000 cities. 
um, to some uh, uh, way of defeating the indebtedness. We got a 30,000 out of 4.8 million. That's a very tiny drop in the ocean. Even on that, what our team has said is that let it come to the table, we will talk. So we are too ready. So we are equally ready. Very well. Thank you so much for speaking to Adas Maktou, Kotokai's communications manager of the Northern Electricity Distribution Company, Netco. Uh, let me conclude with the communications uh, head of communications at the St. Anne's Hospital. Doc, what's the way forward now? Are you going to get the Ministry of Health to instruct the EC, not EC, Netco, to reconnect you because it is a ministry that is supposed to make this payment? Has there been any communication since this incident? Okay, so uh, Umaro, as we speak now, negotiations are going on for power to be restored, uh, involving the higher authorities that are responsible and network. So we are praying and hoping by the by by at least tomorrow power will be restored. Very well. Well, would that also include payment being made? Yes. Yes. Who, who will be paying? I, Your hospital to... or the ministry? I'm unable to confirm whether payments will be made within that time frame I'm stating. But what I can confirm is that we really have high hopes that tomorrow uh, power will be restored. But have you also got any formal communication from the ministry saying, yes, it is our, it is our mistake, we are going to fix it? We are yet to get such a communication. All right. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you so much for having me. That's Dr. Bea Dese Ahmed. He's head of communications and clinical coordinator at the St. Anne's Hospital in Damongo. This is News on 97.36. talking about Damongo. is the regional capital of the Savannah region, which also has Bole as one of the towns where John Mahama comes from. He's former president of the land, flag bearer of the NDC. He has been speaking on the campaign trail uh, ahead of um, the Kumewu by election and, of course, the main 2024 elections. He has said some things about the IMF program, which I'm going to leave you with now, and after which uh, we'll be moving into the business desk with Netili Neti, and then we would not have point blank tonight. There's a game, so the City Sports team will take over. Let me leave you here now. Good night. This morning, era. Built through the lens of viable, healthy, and beneficial interdependence and interrelatedness must become the foundation for social growth and progress. And I may add, the quest for economic sovereignty must certainly go beyond the flowering and impactless speech about Ghana beyond aid. Indeed, our return to the IMF, cap in hand, has made our Ghana beyond aid policy the butt of jokes amongst many commentators in the world. It will take a resolute and committed political will to determine our own economic destiny. It will further require the ability to determine our own economic policies, make decisions that prioritize the well-being of our citizens, and create an environment conducive for the advancement of sustainable growth and development for job creation. Ladies and gentlemen, one year ago, Top government officials, despite the deteriorating state of our economy, continue to maintain that all was well. Doctored fiscal and budget data by the Ministry of Finance and aided by the Central Bank painted an optimistic picture which was far from the actual reality. Government was in sync in unanimously dismissing and disassociating themselves 
from ever seeking an intervention from the IMF were told bluntly by the government that they were never going to go back to the IMF. And even two weeks before the decision was announced, government officials said we will not go to IMF today or tomorrow or as long as the MPP remains in government. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netelinete Ajaho. Let's settle for the details. Mobile money transactions in Ghana totaled 550.4 billion Ghana cities in the first four months of 2023. This is according to data from the Bank of Ghana. The central bank, in its May 2023 summary of economic and financial data, reports that the figure is an increase in the 331.2 billion cities recorded during the same period in 2022. There's more in the following news desk report. For January 2023, mobile money transactions amounted to 130.1 billion Ghana CDs, up from 76.2 billion Ghana CDs in 2022. It increased from 76.5 billion Ghana CDs in February 2022 to 134 billion Ghana CDs in February 2023 and from 90.5 billion Ghana CDs in March 2022 to 147.5 billion Ghana CDs in March 2023. However, it decreased to 138.8 billion Ghana cities in April 2023 as against the 87.7 billion Ghana cities recorded for the same month in 2022. Transactions under the mobile money interoperability dropped to 3.15 billion Ghana cities in April 2023 from last year's 3.32 billion Ghana cities. The number of interoperability transactions also fell to 13.9 million in April 2023 from 14.2 million in April 2022. That was a news desk report filed by my colleague Nila Telati. Meanwhile, Professor of Finance at the University of Ghana, Professor Godfrey Bobking, has attributed the increase in mobile money transactions to the reduction in the electronic levy charge from 1.5% to 1%. He's been speaking to City Business News. This is consistent with the trend in terms of the, the arrival of the fourth industrial revolution predicated on network readiness. So the issue of digitization is coming home. Ghanaians are increasingly becoming accustomed to digitization, digital apps, because of the convenience it offers. And also the security around it is also quite good and enabling. But apart from that, I think government decision to reduce the e-levy to 1% was keeping the threshold have all contributed. So at the end of the day, realize that people's behavior towards patronizing e-transactions and the digital apps and the rest of them would scale up. But the other good thing also is that normally when you introduce an intervention, after the few months or so, uh, people begin to develop some kind of coping strategies, others begin to even overlook it. So I think overall it is in line. That is why initially when government imposed the illusion, we felt that it was inconsistent with our digital drive. And that is an emerging area. We needed to grow it and then make sure that we find appropriate way of taxing the gains or the value addition from there. And so it's good news for us and we expect that that is where the future is actually. 
He also advised governments to leverage the gains and create an enabling environment to attract digital foreign direct investment into the economy. We still need a huge investment in the digital space. And Ghana is not attracting enough digital-related FDI, foreign direct investment, into Ghana. The digital-related FDI flows are going to the big four on the continent, namely Egypt, Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya. They are scooping almost 92% of all digital-related foreign direct investment to Africa. The other 9% or 8% is what Ghana and the other smaller countries are doing. So there is a need for us to position the, the country, the economy, as the best destination for digital uh, FDI flows so that we can leverage on our neighboring countries like Nigeria, Côte d'Ivoire, that have the market. We don't have the market, but we can create that enabling environment, take advantage of our peaceful environment, stable political environment, and leverage on sub-regional markets or even the regional market. Because if we did that, Ghana would be better positioned to take advantage of the African continental free trade because we are talking about one big market today. So that is where how we should be looking at it. And that is why we felt that the introduction of E-Levy in 2022 was an ongoing in Ghana's drive for greater digitalization. That was economist Professor Godfrey Bobkin speaking there. Banking consultant Nanai Champong has described as expected the central bank's decision to maintain the policy rate. This comes as for the first time this year that the central bank has maintained the key rate, which determines the rate at which the central bank will lend to commercial banks at 29.5%. He's been speaking on the issue. But I expected it uh, in the sense that all the indications are that you know you do inflation targeting so what you are targeting has come down but not to the expected level of eight plus or minus two and so i didn't expect it to go up or no rather be reduced but either be maintained or even inch up a little bit so i think it's fine the only problem is that it makes uh cost of money so very expensive for businesses and in the situation we are in, we want businesses to expand and create employment. Uh, I think for now, it's a bitter medicine that we all have to swallow. Banking consultant Nana Ichampong, Nana Ichampong speaking there. Consecutive years seen a decline in crude oil production, according to the 2022 Public Interest and Accountability Committee annual report. In 2019, over 71 million barrels of crude was produced, but the figure declined to less than 67 million barrels in 2020, representing 6.32%. It further declined to 55 million barrels in 2021, which is a 17.75% reduction, and then in 2022, it reduced to 51 million barrels. Addressing the media, the vice chairman of PIAC, Nasir Alpha Mohammed, indicated that there's a need for Ghana to speed up the sustainable development of its petroleum resources to reverse the decline in petroleum production. For three consecutive years, production has been declining for three consecutive years. Started 
That was the Vice Chairman of the Public Interest and Accountability Committee, Piak Nasir Alpha Mohammed. And that's it for City Business News on Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netelinete Ajaho. Have a good evening. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959. And get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM, and on Twitter at City 973.